dear listener, the life of an explorer may sound rather glamorous, but I can assure you the reality is swift currents, stomach cramps, merciless typhoons, and rolling cutlery. This is no place for a pampered aristocrat. Welcome back to the mysterious secrets of Uncle Bertie's botanarium. Episode 3, The Enemy of the Aristocracy. Our intrepid adventurers are now in the middle of a vast ocean. The crew of the Fortitude fly the gravy flag through waters whose ownership is the subject of much debate in the nations of the North. Even scientific voyages need the protection of the military. But their presence is not always appreciated. <sighs> Oh, Solander, I said, oh! Some cheese, sir, and your your hot water bottle. Oh, my hearty. Listen to me, Solander, thank you. Ooh, ow, ouch! Ooh, how long have we been at sea for? Nine long months. Nine days, sir, in fact. Each day lasting a month. Each each day lasting a day. Well, long ones, though, Solander. Indeed, sir. Oh. Oh. The sickness will pass in a few days when you get your sea legs. Sea legs. Hmm, I wouldn't mind some of those. Where do I get them from, Solander? It's an expression, sir. When you get sea legs, you'll stop being sick, sir. I know what an expression is, Solander. Look at the one on my face. It doesn't look very happy. I asked you where I get sea legs from. I want to know. I'm sick of these damned land legs. I'll, I'll look into it, sir. Thank you. Will you attend dinner with the naval enclave this evening, sir? What naval enclave? The one we picked up in Shantyshire. The Queen has blessed us with Captain Quaker and his crew of expert sailors. They've given us a captain. Yes, sir. I don't think we need one of those, Solander. It seems like a luxury. Yes, sir, but I'm afraid the Queen is the point. What do we need a captain for? The captain's been trained to sail a ship. Well, we're sailing a ship already. Thanks to the fact we had the captain aboard, sir. We do not need a captain. I was doing perfectly well. I'm afraid the Queen has appointed this captain. We, we, we may be wise not to offend her, sir. She's very sensitive. Oh, she is very sensitive. I shall make an effort. Also, we've scheduled a classification and... What about my nephew? What is his name? Nicholas Fairweather Banks. Yes. He's aboard, sir. He's been given a position befitting his experience. <laughs> Young Nick. A Banks, if ever there was one. I want to see him, Solander. Take me to him. Bring me my fancy jacket. Shout him, fellow, do He's giving out jobs to the officers, sir. Look at them, all walking in circles. How marvellous. What's this they're doing now? Trying to push the floor away from him. It's called press-up, sir. Look, Solander, that's him there. 
Do you think he looks like me? Not really, sir. No. I like his uniform. It's well-pressed. Although a bit dirty, to be honest. What are all these men doing? It's the morning promenade, sir. Just going around in circles. Oh, look, he's seen me. Nick! 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 He needs permission from his commanding officer, sir. Quartermaster, can you send the young spotty one up here quick smart? His name is Nick. He's my nephew. Hi, Lord Banks. It's coming over. Lord Banks. <laughs> How frightfully wonderful. I haven't seen you for ten years. <laughs> you were a boy when I last saw you. You're struggling to walk up and down the castle steps of Stevenage, holding a lollipop. Uh, yes. Now look at you. You're a young man. And what a man. Oh, well, as the proctor of Ninians used to say, time plays tricks. Oh, she's a tricky mistress. <laughs> yeah. How are you finding it? Has everything been comfortable? My room's been quite small, Uncle Joseph. But oh, that's the Navy for you. <laughs> My room's quite small. Uh, just a little. Just a little, quite small room. They've given him a little, quite small room. Solinger, this is outrageous. I won't have it. I'll get you a bigger room. The, sh- the ship is packed tightly, sir. It's six to a room, even for the officers. But I have two rooms. I can give one to you, Nick. The other one is my study and sleeping quarters, sir. Good idea. Solinger will give you his room. That's nice of you, Solinger. Excellent, young Nick. Shall we convene in my botanarium? I would love to, Uncle Joseph, but uh, the chain of command... Uh, I am the top of the chain of command. He, he can't just disobey his master, sir. There are rules of Navy rank. Well, rank him higher, Solander. Draw uh, another stripe on his sleeve. I'm not in charge of Navy procedures, sir. This is Captain Quaker's area. Ah, oh, yes, him again. Some historians have described the following dinner party as a bit like the Last Supper, although in reality, a better description would be the first entree. Military minds and scientific minds have mixed together throughout history, with mixed success. Yes, I was a little queasy, but my good man Solander is about to purchase me some sea legs, and all that should change. The beta amphibia concentration is a reliable. Solander, who's that clean-shaven chap with the impressive pictorials? It's a woman, sir. What? Sent by the Queen, a woman, an astronomer. Her name's Edna Halley. A woman on a ship. We will surely sink. She's probably one of those idiots that thinks the world is round. Her views on cosmology are very controversial, sir. Well, make sure to keep between this and the Omega Vascular's neck. One can navigate without compasses, maps, or other. I enter and you would know. Queen Charles regards you very highly. As to her. Well, well. Joseph Banks, let me get a better look at you. I don't believe we have had the pleasure. I last saw you when you were a little boy chasing butterflies. You probably don't remember me. <clears throat> it's not it. It couldn't be. 
Nutty the Spoon. You have it in one. Is that really you? It is I. <laughs> Look at you. Who's Nutty the Spoon, sir? An old friend of my Uncle Bertie's, so named for his concave head. Oh, I remember when you used to run around the estate wearing nothing but sandals and your favorite mittens. I still do, from time to time. Oh, <laughs> She probably thinks the world is round. <laughs> it's a sphere, sir. She is sent with the Queen's good wishes. I trust you do not take umbrage with this. Ah, you must be Captain Quaker. It is an honour to meet you, Lord Banks. And I'm humbled to lead this mission. May I make a toast? No. no. I bid you all raise your glasses to the noble pursuit of science... And exploration. What was that you said before about leading this mission? As captain of this ship, it is my... I am the leading scientist on board this craft. This is Queen Charlotte's vessel, and she has appointed me captain. I assume you would not want to defy the Queen, my lord. Well, of course not. I'm a devout royalist. I am an admirer of science. I hope to guide you safely to that which you seek. I simply seek knowledge and the destruction of pleasure. Enough claptrap. <laughs> friend here. Let's, let's drink, shall we? Now, a triple round of salt, snaps, and snuff for our esteemed colleagues. Yes. 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 I'm not having pleasure. Right? Salt. Schnapps and snuff. A famous combination that takes the nose, the tongue, and the brain on a wild ride indeed. Such sensory accoutrements are a fast way to accelerate the process of people getting to know each other. Solander, Yes, Ms. Halley, an honor to meet you. Your master is a botanist. You share this interest? Yes, I've invented a fascinating classification system for plants. The idea is to split them up into a family, genus, strata, and substrata. Well, that's the problem with botanists, always categorizing everything, glorified librarians. My master believes astronomers do. Is an etching of my darling Clementine. Goodness. She loves me. <laughs> and I love her. It's like the two of us are one person. Oh, I see. <laughs> two people being one person. Sounds... Uncomfortable. To, to sing a song that is very close to me, you know. <laughs> well, one we used to sing to one another and in fields of Shantyshire, if you don't mind. For an old drop of me, Danny, light of fire Quite. Are you referring to our captain from the Shantyshire? The size of the arms. 
accent. You sound like a simpleton. It's, it's rather horrible. It makes my eardrums wince. He gets appointed by the Queen. I remember a time when you had to have a title to become an officer. It's all you needed. Sometimes it's all downhill. Downhill. We need more like And you. Let's make a private toast, my boy. The aristocracy. In the great Asiatic strategist Li Zheng's famous book, The Craft of Warfare, he states that when one has rivals snapping at one's heels, alliances are makeshift, friendships are temporary, and the sands beneath one's feet are forever shifting. That said, an enemy of a different nature is about to make its presence felt. The Gravy Pigeon is widely recognized beyond the shores of Gravy as the most intelligent pigeon in the bird world. Dark gray in complexion, its coo resonant, its white crest giving him a look of refined nobility. But the Gravy Pigeon is a hard worker, make no mistake. Postal pigeons, trained by the Gravy Postal Service, can travel large distances without dropping an envelope. A truly remarkable bird, not given the respect it deserves by the sailor folk on board the Fortitude. Those pigeons look tasty. We're not supposed to eat the postal pigeons, Lord Bex. I know, but if one wants to accidentally be delivered to my door, roasted, I would be prepared to turn a blind eye as to how it was procured, if you know what I mean. Understand? Yes, I understand what I mean. Can you understand even when I talk like this? Get me on those pigeons. Oh, it's, it's a warbler. An Andalusian warbler. An Andalusian warbler. An Andalusian warbler. What's wrong with you? I heard you. I heard you. Andalusian You're a warbler. An Andalusian warbler in these parts can only mean one thing. Gravy's greatest rivals, the fearsome Andalusians, are prowling the same waters. A game of chess is about to be played, and the results could be deadly. It has an Andalusian wax seal to be read by the leader of this expedition. Yes, I'll take that one, thank you. Um, I, I think it's intended for Captain Quaker, sir. Do you wish... When the rage me. No, no, sir. Snatch the letters on it. Yes, sir. Look at that. The Andalusian seal. The wax is pretty, isn't it? Where's the Andalusian letter? Oh. All of that, thank you. Captain Quaker. The letter is addressed to me. Actually, I think the address on the letter is ambiguous. The letter, please. It doesn't name your name. It says the leader. Lord Bunks. Thank you. Now, if you'll excuse me, I must adjourn to my chat room to read this and halt today's course. Hmm. This is so cruel. It's just a shanty shocker. Salander, please escort me to the chat room. 
You sure, sir? Yes, don't second-guess me, Solitaire. I do not like to be second-guessed, especially not by you. Sorry, sir. Bad for my confidence. How do you think I feel? Because I've been used to serve as captain. You second-guess me. The chart room of the Fortitude is full of maps and navigational paraphernalia. And remember, dear listener, that at the time, the maps of the world were woefully incomplete. Back then, they thought Stuart Peninsula was an island, and they had no idea beyond the boiling ocean. Nonetheless, oceanic navigation was always conducted with authority and confidence. They're offering safe passage in return for a rendezvous. Rendezvous? At what coordinates? Latitude 412, longitude 295. The intersecting point on the map, sir, is to be nothing but ocean. Excuse me, gentlemen, I just happen to be passing. Excuse me. Lord Banks, please, this is a naval matter. It's a scientific matter, sir. The Andalusians pursue heaven's clover. I've read their crackpot theories in the scientific journal. They seek the very thing we seek. Well, this rendezvous is a good time to find out, sir. Who is this guy? I, I, I'm the cartographer, sir. We will propose an area ten furlongs south of their suggestion, just in case. Yes, sir. Excuse me. Oh. I'd like to make one quick point. My Uncle Bertie. You don't know him, but he was a wonderful... Leader. Really the best. He would always say to me, the best time to remove weeds is early. Nip it in the bud, he'd say. And I believe this is an excellent time to nip those Andalusian dog munching crackpots in the buds. I say we ambush them all. Right here. Yes. Well, with all due respect, sir, you're not qualified to discuss military matters. That respect is due, sir, for I'm a botanist, and botanical minds are the sharpest of the entire scientific profession. Have you ever fought in a battle, sir? Well, not a full-sized one, but why would I? I'll have you know, sir, that I'm of noble blood. Noblemen might not fight in the wars, but they're certainly the ones starting the wars. With thanks, you've offered your opinion. We will consider it. Good day. What? He's suggesting we leave, sir. Is that right? Good day to you, sir. He's just saying have a good day. Good day, sir. See, I told you, he's just saying have a good day. Mind the step on the way out. Oh, I see. I know a hint when I hear one. Good day, sir. Yes, good day. Thank you, sir. Good yes, day thank to you. you, sir. Have an excellent day, Quaker. Have a lovely day. I will try, Lord Banks. Good day to you. Let's go, Solidar. Let them play with their little maps and six tents. Very good. Honestly, I It is not easy. Not being captain. Kowtowing to a man of inferior lineage goes against all of the aristocratic principles, and Lord Banks is far too principled to kowtow for too long.
The Mysterious Secrets of Uncle Bertie's Botanarium was created by Lawrence Arabia, Duncan Sarkis and Stephen Templer. Written and directed by Duncan Sarkis. Music by Lawrence Arabia. With original artwork by Stephen Templer. Recorded by Nick McGowan. Audio design by Thomas Press and Nick McGowan. Produced by Fiona Elwood. Starring Jermaine Clement as Lord Joseph Banks and Uncle Bertie. Jonathan Bruff as the narrator. And Lawrence Arabia as Solander. The Mysterious Secrets of Uncle Bertie's Botanarium is a co-production of South Coast Shenanigans and Stitcher. Our executive producer is Chris Bannon. Can't wait for more Bertie? You can binge the rest of Season 1 and start Season 2 right now. To find out more, visit UncleBertie.com. <laughs>